0: Welcome to the Think Like a Champion podcast, the podcast where we reveal the mental strategies of elite performers so you can apply them to your own life and raise your game. I'm your host, Harry Wilson. On this episode of Think Like a Champion, I am joined by Heisman Trophy winner, NCAA champion, former NFL quarterback and Major League Baseball player, author, speaker, and you oftentimes see him broadcasting, Tim Tebow. In today's episode, we're going to talk about living a mission-filled life. We're excited to share with you all some practical advice, on living a life with more purpose. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's
1: up? How you doing, man?
0: Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Excited. You too. Well, let's get this cranking. Tim, it's an honor to have you on the podcast today. Between your athletic accomplishments, businesses, charity work, you're every way a champion. So the Think Like a Champion podcast is very fitting today. Um the basis of our conversation today centers around your work um and your new book, Mission Possible. That's but right. Listen, we, you know, we want all our listeners to <laughs> we want all our listeners to hear from you and and you know how how to make life count. So thanks for joining, man. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. I really appreciate it. Thanks for for what you guys are doing. Thanks for what you're doing by encouraging people, um, by pushing them to think like a champion, by encouraging them um to act on that. I want to say thanks. So looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, man. Well, you know what you um, you start your book with a really cool story. You talk about, you know, the, this uh, indigenous tribe in the Philippines, I believe. Right. And and that the most valued members of the tribe weren't what, what I would what I would think. Right. I mean, I would think they're like hunters and gatherers. Right. But they were the storytellers. Tell me a little bit about that. And because and, we're all storytellers in our own lives. Right. And we you know, why is it important for for us to to have our own story and tell that story?
1: because words matter encouragement matters inspiration matters being able to bring people together matters being able to bring people in a room and fill them you know have everybody gather to be on one team on one page with one mission with one heartbeat all of those things so much of that is done um with with actions and with words and better yet when the combination of the two you know and so when you talk about storytellers What it does is it gives people a vision of maybe not where they're at yet, but maybe where they can be. You know, I I was even talking to one of Russ's coaches just the other day, and he said, you know what? Russ isn't necessarily the most talented that I ever coached. Russ isn't necessarily um, the most gifted that I ever coached. But i tell you, the one thing that he had, more than any other quarterbacks that played for him, is he would walk around to every single person, no matter what the score, and he would tell them, believe, see it, we're going to do it. Come on, we're coming back right now. And he made other people better because of it, because other people could get on one team, on one page. And listen, just because you wear the same uniform doesn't mean you're on the same team. Let's just be clear about that, okay? Like actually getting people to have the same vision, the same mindset, the same heart posture, make the same choices to be all in. That's what a team looks like. Now, when that happens all of a sudden, huge change could happen. Could you imagine, let's just say, use some examples that we have here right now in the U.S. of over 300,000 churches. I don't even know the number of nonprofits. What if they said, hey, all of a sudden, we're going to get on the same page. But could you imagine there would not be one orphan on the street? There would not be one homeless person on the street. There would not be one person that didn't have food. Like That's something tangible that we could accomplish. But why, why can't we do that? Well, Because there's a whole lot of different teams, a whole lot of different groups, a whole lot of different organizations that are doing their thing. And their thing's not a bad thing. But Mm -hmm. could you imagine if all of us were able to get on the same page, right? All of us could say, you know what, it's no longer about my denomination, my nonprofit. It's no longer just about um, the organization I'm a part of. But you know what, we're all part of God's team. And God loves everybody. And we're all come together to serve, help, and care for them. That would be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's that's incredible. And and that makes a ton of sense relative to the question around storytelling, right? Because you know, like I'm a CEO of a of a startup, right? And I'm constantly having to tell our story to to set forth yes. a vision yes. not only for our people, yes. like on our team, that are on our team employed by Luminous Minds, but also those that are stakeholders, external investors, clients, customers, my my wife, right? Like why is this thing <laughs> going to work, right? Um, and, and we're constantly just trying to tell that story and the story, the story shifts, but it doesn't really change. If you know what I mean? Like it's, it's mm-hmm. our mission, Absolutely. right? Our missions really like is still going forward. But as, as everything evolves, you know, sometimes this, this story shifts and everything. So like, it's really important. Like I'm like a chief vision officer.
1: Aaron, I want to, I want to, I, I, I want to touch on that here because it's so, it's so important what you're saying. And I don't want people to gloss over what you're sharing is vital to leadership and influence, which ultimately those should be the same thing. And I believe most of the time they are, is a great leader. In my opinion, you know, thousands of books come out every year on new leadership and everybody thinks they found the keys. And listen, leadership comes in all shapes and sizes, backgrounds and everything. But I sometimes think there are these overlapping keys. And I think one of the first ones is respect. And I think the second Mm -hmm. one is vision, right? a leader a um, a commander of the troops is someone that can say this is where we are but if you buy in this is where we could be together if this is our company now and this is why or this is why we've started it this is the idea and when we work together this is where we will be is you're you're painting a picture of hey if if everyone buys in and they do x y and z this is how it could impact all of us this is how it could change the world this is how it could change our our culture this is how it could change our company right is you're you're helping people encouraging them with the idea of how together if you buy into this you start at a and you go all the way to z and that's Mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're telling them this is where you are but if you follow me you're not going to end there you're going to end over here, and this is where you ultimately want to be. You're painting a picture in people's heads by giving them this vision and inspiring them to live that out.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's on point. And you know, you talk a, little, a lot about purpose, right? And and not all of us, you know, those that are that are listening to this, you know, there's that a lot of us are kind of walking through life without without being able to really define that purpose, that that personal mm-hmm. mission statement. You know, like we try to build for our businesses, you have a mission statement, you have these, you know, these things yes. that it takes, it takes hours to create, right? You're just like, you're trying to author this mission statement, same thing we're trying to do for our life. And many of us never really get there. Like, how do you, right. whether you're struggling or, or even seeing success, like, how would you recommend that somebody leave this podcast with one or two things they can do to, to build their own mission statement?
1: I love it. Uh, first of all, you got to know that you have a mission right? Mm-hmm. A mission means a task or a job that you have been given to do. And it actually it comes um, from uh, the origin of the word actually means to be sent, right? So if you know that you're sent here and I have a job, a task that I've been given to do, and then you also believe that it is possible, possible meaning to be able, right? That one, I know that I have purpose because I have a mission. Two, I'm encouraged because I know that it's possible. And I don't encourage people that you could go do anything in the world because I don't think it's possible. I don't think that there's a lot of people that are here in our foundation offices that could go beat LeBron James in basketball. That's not possible. <laughs> right, you don't right. have the you don't have the skills and the gifting, but I do believe it's possible for every single one of us to truly have a life that counts, to truly make an impact, to truly have significance. Some people are going to be given more success, but every one of us can live a life where we have significance. You see, I believe, Harry, that success Mm -hmm. is about us, but significance is about other people. And I want to encourage people to not just live a life for success. I, but I do think success can be a good thing, sometimes a great thing, when you turn it into a significant thing, when it doesn't just end with that game, with that goal, with that money, right? But you turn it into something that truly matters with it. And so I want people to know that they have a mission. And, and I think it starts by knowing you have a mission. But then we dive into actually coming up with the mission statement. People will say, Well, Timmy, how do I know what my purpose and what my calling is? And I'll say, Well, I don't exactly know. But Have your eyes ever been open to a need, to a problem, to a person, to a people group, to an injustice, to something? Has your eyes ever been open where you feel like, man, I had blinders, but now they're off? And has your heart ever been pricked to want to do something, to show compassion, to to want to step out, to want to help, to want to be a part of it? If so, man, I believe that's probably God saying step into that. Uh-huh. Go do it, go meet that need, go help that person, go be a part of it. you know, be willing to you know throw your resume in, be willing to go do this, but be willing to go step into this, and I really believe it it starts with that starts in in the small and then coming up with the mission statement, the one that I did for my life was based on a boy that I met when I was fifteen years old in the jungles of the Philippines who was born with his feet on backwards, and because of it, his village looked at him as cursed as insignificant and as a throwaway. But I remember when I was with him, God just put it on my heart. He's not a throwaway to me, and he better not be a throwaway to you. And yeah. I remember my heart was, was shattered that day for him. And, and then a few years later, when I was writing the mission statement, I literally was just writing the mission statement, thinking about that boy to bring faith, hope, and love to those needing a brighter day in their darkest hour of need. Because that's where I felt like my eyes were open. And my heart was pricked to say, I, I want to be a part of this. I want to meet this need. And, and that was that was how it happened for me. For those that are listening right now, I don't know what your eyes have been open to. I don't know what your heart has been pricked for. But when it happens, step into it. Because so many times we're waiting for that aha moment when I think so many of the moments start by actually taking a step, stepping into something, be a part of something. Because ultimately, that's really, I believe, when you grow and you learn and you adapt more than versus sitting on your couch watching Netflix and people like, dang, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You haven't (laughs) got off your couch. Right. you know you're just right. wait you're just waiting for the next show you know but but man when you when when you're able to step into something i feel like also that's when god you know really steps into our life so much and we learn so much and that's that's really been the case for me
0: yeah dude i i love that and Taking that next right step. That's one thing our, our late co-founder and, and you know uh and late co-host of this show, Trevor Moab would, would always talk about is right taking that next right step when things seem overwhelming, yeah. which which a mission statement, trying to trying to identify your purpose, like what's what's yes. what's more overwhelming than trying to figure out what your life purpose is, right? But however, but you know, the great the ability, thing it
1: doesn't end there, it can just right. start there. Just starts there. It
0: just starts right you there. Know, the you next can adjust, right step. you
1: can grow, you can grow. Yes, that's right, absolutely. That's right.
0: And taking that next right step, you know, obviously that with that comes work ethic, having a certain drive, right? And so I think <laughs> that for those listening that have followed some of your career on the football field, baseball field as a broadcaster, an author, a speaker, et cetera, that's one thing that like you can go, okay, this is Tim Tebow is like a, is a, is a microcosm of, you know, work ethic and determination. I think I'll share this one, a memory I have from you playing, this was in college, it's ingrained in my mind, Tim. So I think this, you must be playing Florida State because I remember- this was a game where, like, your whole hat, like, one side of your body was, like, I think you must have gotten tackled <laughs> yes, into, like, the, 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 that maroon, that maroon Florida State yes, red, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then yeah. you came down the field and you give that fist pump, right? I mean, that, that determination, that drive and that moment is really encapsulates what I think a lot of people kind of remember and know about you, right? But it's a mindset, right? It's a mindset. It's not just you don't just necessarily wake up every day with that drive. Maybe you do, right? But That's right. how do you no. take that mentality, that edge, right? That that I think you, yeah. you had in that moment and other moments. How do you take that edge as a player um, and transfer it to all these other endeavors that you're that oh, you're wow. working, That's a, working that
1: on? That is a really that that is a really good question. One of the things we talk about, Mission Possible, is being willing to choose convictions over emotions because so many times, you know. Our emotions, um, which can be a good thing, but they can also be a bad thing. But our emotions can say, oh, well, we just saw this video. We're really motivated. And I, now I want to go on a diet. We're really motivated. Now I'm going to get a gym. I'm really motivated. And I'm going to um, you know, go start a 30-day plan, right? But what happens is the next morning or the next Monday hits you and I no longer feel like it. I Mm -hmm. no longer wake up with this enthusiasm and that's where our convictions has to step in and our emotions have to take a back seat because if you live an emotion um, led life, your life is going to be a roller coaster. You're going to have fun. You're going to have highs, but you're also going to have incredible lows and you know, your life is going to be a Snickers commercial, right? (laughs) It's going to be the highs and the lows, man. But if, but if you choose your convictions you know even in those moments when you know if the alarm goes off at 5 a.m you say i don't want to but I'm, this is my time I'm gonna wake up i'm gonna do it i'm go- whether I feel like it or not I'm hitting the alarm because my convictions say i have one life i have one opportunity i have one chance and I'm not gonna miss it I'm not gonna let it go I'm not gonna let life slide by and not give it my best i'm you know I'm not just gonna hashtag these things of of one opportunity. And it's not just this Eminem song, but it's something that I'm going to actually choose to go actually and live in my life. And then I also think that it's something that when, you know, you you look at your deep um, rooted set of beliefs, which is really where convictions come from, is it's something that now I get to bring that into my mission statement. And now after that, I come up with this mission statement. And now what it helps me do is I don't, Um, deviate one degree off every day, because Mm -hmm. then in 50 days, I'm far off on my mission. So now it helps you with mission drift. Because what happens to so many individuals, companies, churches, nonprofits is, you know, they think, well, because they don't have mission statements, they don't, um, you know, hold to what these these standards. And so what happens is 20, 30 days, weeks, years, now we have mission drift, because we can't go back to our mission statement of our deep rooted set of beliefs and convictions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like mission drift. I love that, that term because I can imagine that, you know, it's like when yes. you're in the ocean, It's like when you're ocean maybe down there somewhere near Jacksonville. Right. And like, you sure, don't realize that 100%. the tide is like kind of taking you like you look up and yes. like the house or like the, the, the you know, your umbrella is like, you know, a hundred yards over here. You're like, damn, how'd I get, how'd I get over here? It's like that's mission exactly drift right. over time.
1: I, that's exactly you just, right. Yeah. And by you the time I get end- back to shore, I'm way away from where I started. That's and right. it's not because I wanted to. It's because I weren't, I wasn't aware of the currents that were pulling me. That's but right. we need to be aware. There are currents that are pulling us in our life. And if yeah. you say, hey, my, I want my life to be based on, on meaning, purpose, and significance, well, then you also need to be aware of the currents of society. They're going to say, um, we're going to push money, fame, and power first. Right, yeah, we're going to push yeah. how many likes you have. We're going to push your identity comes in in your success, not your significance. Right, and so you need to know that those obstacles are coming because if you don't know it, how can you brace for it?
0: That's right. Well, I'm going to go back to something and dig a little deeper on on something specific you mentioned: elevating convictions over emotions. And I'm, I actually want to kind of like read a little quote from the book. Uh, just to kind of set okay. this up. So cool. you said when emotions lead to you considering calling it quits, your convictions will remind you that you can push a little harder or go a little further to reach your goal, right? Um, and the ability to really lean on your convictions, I I think is something that helps you build adversity tolerance, right? I've seen Absolutely. that with like, with like with my brother, with Russ, like his adversity tolerance tends to be a little greater than his peers in most cases, mm-hmm. right? And And it's all about... conviction that's probably something you and him have in common not just not at faith sure and then also other areas of your life that you're just not willing to move right yes um and that's and that's a that's a major
1: non-negotiable as i call them non-negotiables i love that you're not willing to negotiate on
0: that's right and so we're all emotional beings anybody listening to this podcast you know we're all emotional human beings right we're human becomings. what what advice do you have for those that are trying to balance their everyday emotions right hey i got stuck in traffic damn i'm gonna be late for my meeting Hey, I spilled coffee on my mm-hmm. pants and now I got to change or, Hey, maybe it's a, a pandemic or working from home, all the things, yes. the bigger, the bigger things we're going through micro and macro. Like what kind of advice do you give us to, to manage those emotions and not let it rule every decision we make?
1: Don't be disappointed when it comes, find the solution of how to handle it when it comes. Right. So mm-hmm. the example mm-hmm. is that, um, a couple years ago I was, um, speaking at the uh, Cowboys Ford center there in Dallas and, uh, I go in there, and they're showing me all around. I'm looking at the Cowboys facilities, and I am like, holy cow, this place is ridiculous. Like, all the teams combined I played for, if they've had all their facilities in one, it still wouldn't be as nice as this. And you know what? Instantly, my emotions are telling me, you should be here. They're telling me, you need to um, be envious. You need to be bitter. And I'm getting Mm -hmm. that way. I'm walking around. The day started amazing. We're there to speak at the event this night. And, you know, I get speaking for an awesome event to encourage people. I'm excited about it. But what happens in this day is I get down and I'm in the dumps because I'm irritated, I'm bitter. And I'm thinking like, I'm sort of thinking this should have been me. I should have been in this situation. This is incredible. This yeah. weight their fan weight room is nicer than any of the teams I played for. It. Like, <laughs> you know, all these thoughts are going on and it and it couldn't change until I was, or sorry, I should say it didn't change until that night when I was in the room and I was looking around at all the people that needed encouragement. And for the first time I took the focus off of me uh-huh. and I put it on everybody else. And that's yeah. when it started to change. So yeah. one of the, uh, one of the solutions in my life in, in a couple of my friends that are accountability friends is when something negative happens in our life. and And I don't mean like like seeing the Cowboys facility, but you know, getting cut or adversity or different things is, is what we have for each other is that we are going to go somewhere instantly, no arguments and serve. One of the mm-hmm. things that we've done multiple times is literally fly right to a hospital and go visit kids amazing, instantly. Right? There's no choices because that's just part of our deal right, is instantly because it reframes and resets your your mind on what matters and what's more important, right? And so I don't know to the listeners what exactly that solution is to you, but you need to base it off your convictions and then have a solution that when it it hits – that you know what you're going to go to. And I think it's so important that you have that ready because don't think, don't ever be arrogant enough to think because you've worked on it, that emotions are never going to start to affect me, that I become, you know, uh, ingrained in my convictions that emotions are never going to be loud. No, emotions can be very loud but have those, have those roadblocks in place that I, I know I can put it down and this can help me with it. And people can be a big part of that. This is where friends in the right community that are speaking into your life can help you see what you don't see. They can help you see a different vantage point. They can help you see your blind spots. That can also be something that I would say is yeah. really important. That it's not just something that you have the solutions to, but also the closest people in your life They also know how to be able to support you in that moment the right way that you need it.
0: Yeah. What I love about that, you know, and I think that it aligns a little bit with what like my, you know, myself and my team, we talk about is is responding to negativity with gratitude. Right. And that's a that's That's a tool that every single person that's that's listening to this can do immediately right they don't have to go anywhere they don't have to be anybody else they don't have to wear it a different type of clothes they don't have to uh they don't have to cancel out their social media they just find that one thing in that moment that you're grateful for right and maybe it's someone yes. that you're grateful for and, yes. and reach out yes. to them like, and, and kind of give them like get, let them know right just something simple but like i think gratitude or serving um is yes. are, are two one or two different things that you can do uh, to kind of silence you know that kind of that negativity or silence that issue
1: yeah Harry, do you know what's crazy? At the University of Miami, there's a study they do there, which, listen, I'm a gator, but I'll give them a little love every now yeah, and, and then. Okay? <laughs> but they them a But they go through the, this study and you know, I talk because I want to encourage people where one of the control groups, literally one day or, or, or one time every day, they just write down one thing they're grateful for. Doesn't take a lot of time, doesn't take a lot of effort, just every day they choose what they're grateful for. And over all the rest of the groups, there is more impact in that ju- in that group that is choosing what they're grateful for, and what's crazy is it actually has a biochemical change for the positive in their body just by every day choosing to be grateful for one thing. I think that is that is it's just not only is it the right thing, is it the moral, is it the ethical, is it the spiritual? but dang, it's actually a biochemical positive for me. It actually helps me. There's also um, something called the helper's high that a lot of um, studies have talked about. And this has been going on for a while, but it's really choosing to serve people. And the same thing happens that it's not just an emotional response. Yes, you have an emotional response, but you also have a biochemical change for the positive. Mm. Um, which is incredible. So when you choose to serve and you choose to be grateful, not only does it help other people, it actually also internally helps you.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's science, right? <laughs> it's science, right? That's it what they is. said. It's crazy. Man. Um, so listen, so I want to also you to share this story with, uh, with the listeners um, in, a, in any way you, you'd like, but can you tell and tell us a little bit about uh, the story that you learned from your strength coach? Mickey you know, tell us a little story. I, I've heard it a little bit of it, a little nugget of it. But I thought it was really cool um, about, you know, kind of pushing your limits and pushing that edge. Do you mind sharing?
1: So he, he, he was awesome. And honestly, Mickey was so incredible, ultimately, at helping me. Um, with, with mindset, so you know it was one of the, the the first weeks I'm at the University of Florida, and and after we finish a really hard workout that uh, doesn't necessarily have the best name, so I can't repeat it, and uh, and then we all have to go in in the the cold tub, and and so it's I'm early on. I'm just looking at all these veterans and everybody, and they're um you know it's literally hey guys you got to get past your hips for seven minutes get in you got to get in you got to get in, and so it's early on for me, and so I'm trying to figure out. Like, I, I got to be able to make an impact. And and the biggest way for me to do that, in my opinion, was to earn people's respect, you know, especially when you come in as someone that has a high school documentary on you and you're whatever, you know, four or five stars and blah, blah, blah. You know, you got to be, you know, to be viewed different. You got to do things different, you know. That's right. And I was just like, OK, you know, maybe this is an opportunity. And all these guys are like, no, I'm not getting in. They're like dipping their toe like, no, no fighting, fighting, fighting. And I was like, maybe this is an opportunity. So while they're all arguing, I just quietly slip into the, the deep side of it and go into my neck. And I'm just kind of chilling there. And obviously the water is horribly cold, but you know what, just to be able to be viewed differently. I just did that. And God always, I didn't have to, I could have just gone past my hips and, and then everybody turns and they're all looking at me and they're like, like what the heck is wrong with this white boy? Like, what is wrong with you, dude? Like, you you know, and, uh, yeah, yeah. and it's is it just, uh, you know, one of those chances to, to do something different. And, you know, I wanted them to know that it's not just in the cold tub. It's going to be in the weight room. It's going to be on the field. But you know what? It, it's just another sign of showing them, like, you know, listen, I'm not just someone that's going to try hard, because I'm blessed to be here. I'm going to try hard for you. I'm going to give it. I'm not just going to yeah. wear a mouthpiece before I let go of my mouthpiece. My teeth have to break. You know, like mm-hmm. that's that's what that's the extent we're willing to go for each other. Not because of we're, we're all put together on the same team. No, because we're going to learn to earn each other's respect.
0: Yeah. Well, it's amazing how like a seemingly just like kind of a passing gesture of being the first to get in to get in the, the cold tub means a lot. right? Because yeah. I'll, I'll tell you how I interpreted it. I interpret that story. Uh, along with what you just mentioned is is the value in having a bias for action. Just 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 getting in, just starting. Right? We talked about taking that next yeah. right step. Right? It looks overwhelming to put my. Yeah. You talking about waist down, or waist up? Like what? Waist down? And this cold tub? No, I, I'm just put a toe in. I'm I'm just going to dabble. I'm gonna I'm just going to maybe mm-hmm. just just get a feel for it. No, I mean let me let me go let me go shoulders deep. Right, and just have a bias yeah. for action. You know, just have a bias for action, and on the other side of that action is reward, typically, right? Whether it be individually, yeah. or in a leadership role, right? Just, you know, being a being a force multiplier, right? And and if you do it, mm. then the, the, those yeah. other two guys do it. Those other two guys have a loud megaphone in that quote locker room, or that business, or in that region, yes. or that. And so all of a sudden, the fact that those two guys did it, now those next eight people do it, and then those next eight, and mm-hmm. then, so exponential. Uh, snowball effect on is having that action, right? So I mean, so I love that. I A- when you tell absolutely. That story. But, yeah, thank you for doing but, that. But yeah.
1: then, but but the, yeah, of course. But then, what's what's cool is, and, and I think you're exactly right, right? Is the other p- uh, people's reaction, um, and and how far that can go. A silly, uh, I mean, we could say silly gesture or silly, you know, action. Mm-hmm. But y- you know what? That can be the catalyst for forming great relationships or forming great conversations. I'm like, dude. Yeah. What, why, why would you do that? Well, dude, listen, man, I, I'm all in whatever I can do. I'm all in. So someone else yeah. is thinking about that and you have no idea. Um, you know, something my mom would always talk to us about is, is ripple effects, right? Yeah. Ripple yeah. effects are huge. Like we, we just see the pebble we threw in, but you yeah. have no idea who's getting affected downstream from those ripples.
0: That's right. I love that, dude. Ripple effect. I love that. Um, so, And just as a final takeaway, you know, for our listeners, what advice, you know, do you want to leave them with about, you know, about living a life that counts?
1: Well, I I would just say um, I hope that every single person listening knows their worth and their value. I hope they know it because it doesn't come from what society says. I believe it comes from what God says, that every single one of us is created in love, by love and for love. And there's a great plan and purpose. And I would say mission for our lives and I want people to be encouraged with that. You know, in, encouragement means to give support, confidence or hope to. And so I I, I want to give support, confidence or hope to people that, man, they know this, that they can go live it out, that they can go, you know, step up and say, you know what? I'm here for a reason. I don't want people to be arrogant. I want people to know worth and value because, you know, when that happens, it changes the life from the inside. Man, I'm here for a reason. I can do something. I I, I can have an impact. I can make change. And that would be my encouragement to to people that are listening is know your worth, know, know your value, know that you can create change, know that you can have an impact on people. I believe for every single person listening, as long as you have breath, you have purpose. Know it with every breath. Live out mm-hmm. that purpose.
0: I love it, man. Well, thanks again, Tim. We appreciate it. Um, and uh, we'll yeah. have, you, have to have you again soon.
1: Absolutely. I look forward to it, Harry, man. Thank you. And thanks for what you're doing. The encouragement, um, you know, being able to encourage people to to think um, like what I believe they were created to do and to think and to act. And I think that is really cool.
0: Yeah, brother. Thanks, man. You know, good luck with everything coming up. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to the Think Like a Champion podcast with our guest, Tim Tebow. I hope we left you inspired and motivated to lead a more mission-filled life. And remember, you don't have to be sick to get better.